Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome into the O Show on iHeartRadio, recorded in the Marion Public Library Community Podcast Studio. My name is Paul James, joined today by Coach A.J. Pratt. And Coach, I'll tell you, it has been a very <clears throat> eventful week, as just about every week has been eventful since way back in March. But... So much more eventful uh, for sports in general, uh, college football, of course, um, high school sports. So we have a lot to talk about today. Before we get there, though, um, how eventful has it been at Nathan Heinzman State Farm? Knocking it out of the park. See, there you go. It's a positive thing. Biggest compliment we can get is referrals. Mm -hmm. And uh, met with a referral, actually two referrals today uh, from other referrals. And, uh, again, that's the biggest compliment we can get. I remind people we're not just saving you money. We're having conversations other don't have. Uh, Nathan Heinzman's one of the best agents in the country. He's got the trophies to prove it. But uh, it's fun to win. Uh, we're going to talk about some teams that have won and teams that don't even get a chance to win this week. But at Nathan Heinzman State Farm and Bucyrus and Marion, we are winning a lot. So come in and uh, ride with the best. Well, I'll tell you, the Buckeyes had a big win, 52-12 to <clears throat> over Michigan State. They did pretty much exactly what – we talked about last week and what you stressed that they needed to do. They showed up and and they got the job done. And Justin Fields came back out and had an outstanding performance after being a little shaky against Indiana. Yeah. First of all, I want to say I respect there were tight lips at uh, Ohio State last week. Mm -hmm. There was really nothing that you saw. I, I mean, I didn't. And I try to talk to as many people as I can. But you didn't know who was going to be out. We got the little – remember last Thursday we talked – we did get uh, Coach Wilson to let out that right, J right. Justin Fields was going to be there. That was the biggest one getting off that plane. But w when you saw the list of the guys were out and I saw three starting new linemen out, I'm thinking, hmm, I want to go see what happens to the spread because that that's a problem. Well, Ohio State absolutely showed up. I think of the five games they've got to play, that was their best performance – and it says a lot about their football team, not only their football team, but their coaches. Hey, Greg Stradawa has, has caught some heck the last few years. When you go into a game and all of a sudden, now, they got good backups. Yeah. Their backups start about anywhere. Yep. But the chemistry you have up front with an offensive line, a group working together, getting calls, making calls, that offensive line played very well for three guys being out. Mm -hmm. And so I, I want to give a shout-out to Coach Stradawa. He deserves it. Uh, the coaching staff stepped up. That it was seamless in the game. But Ohio State came to play, mm -hmm. and it was another great performance by Justin Fields. We did get to see, finally, Trey Sermon. Absolutely. Have a great game. Yeah, 10 carries, 112 yards, 11.2-yard average, a 64-yard long run, and even the average without that was close to six yards per carry. So to see him have some explosive plays, because that has been in question this year for the Buckeyes, right. is, you know, Where's the sermon? He's supposed to be help us. He showed some stuff on on Saturday against the Spartans. 
I was really proud of Justin Fields because not only did he know he had to have a good bounce back performance. Of course, they didn't play the week before, you know, all of that stuff going on. Then he knew he was dealing with with only one offensive lineman in their regular starting position. He knew he was going to get bad snaps. He knew they were going to have some exchange problems. He knew he was going to have some guys that were going to get blown up on the offensive line. It, it just, But he dealt with it. He handled it. And then he excelled on top of it. Coach, I, I think that puts Justin Fields in an even better position, in my mind, uh, than, than I think a lot of people see because of all of those things he had to overcome. I mean, he stepped up. I mean, he, he proved he's one of the better players in, in, in college football and has been the last couple of years. And I do. I look at his numbers. His balance, he threw for 200 yards. He takes care of the football again. But he has 13 rushes for 104 yards, two rushing, two passing touchdowns for a total of four touchdowns for Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Again, I think I said this last week, but I, I so much respect the natural God-given gift he's given to extend plays – when something breaks down, not only by his feel for the pressure. If you've ever coached a really good quarterback, they they have this uh, – <laughs> it's the force. They can feel it. Right. And they can move up in a pocket, but he has a knack to spin out of things, and he's so big and strong. And we, we you've, you've talked about it. He's, he's the fastest guy on their football Absolutely. team at that size, at that position. He's a defensive nightmare, and is being laser-focused and showing up and leading – Pretty remarkable. But, you know, the the big names with Justin Fields, Chris Olave, another big game, 10 catches, 140 yards. But I want to talk about not only the player – what about Justin Hilliard and Dallas Gant? Mm -hmm. Tough Borland's out of the game. He was one of the starters out of the game, out of the 23 players that didn't get to play in that game. And they both are third in tackles with with, with five apiece, I believe. Mm -hmm. You had 25 players contribute with a tackle on defense and special teams. Yeah. That's that's that says a lot about your depth, but that says something about Ohio State's football team stepping up. Now you look on the other side, uh, bad bad day for the Spartans. Three for seventeen on third on third down. That's abysmal. You're not going to beat anybody. But credit Ohio State's defense. Yeah, only eighty one rushing yards. They had ten penalties and four turnovers. I don't know who they would have beat. But mm-hmm. again, credit Ohio, how well Ohio State played. I give credit to Peyton Thorne coming in for Michigan State and battling against a a bad situation. He came in for Rocky Lombardi, and he played really well, especially in the second half. There was one point he had like nine or ten completions in a row. He was playing really good football. Yeah, and that's a good point, Paul. In football, it doesn't matter at what level. Just because of what the game is, it's physical, it's demanding. Uh, You're going to have injuries. And this year we throw in this – curveball of screwball yeah. whatever you want to call uh what what we're facing but you have to prepare guys that every snap may be their last mm-hmm. but the guys that are not starting on the field next play up you may have to step up and help this football team that's just part of football mm-hmm. and the teams that do that the patriots have done that over the decade that we've seen how dominant they've been a lot of guys have stepped up and and and, and showed up and that happened for Ohio State on and and Peyton Thorne. Good point, coaches. Haskell Garrett, the feel-good story of the of the Buckeyes. Here's a guy who was defending a woman's honor, got shot in the face, 
and he gets a big man touchdown on Saturday, not only just because he was in the right place at the right time, but he was doing exactly what you do on defense in those situations. Get your hands up, create noise, cause problems, tip the football, grab the touchdown, and he's just he's just a feel-good story. I love the guy. Isn't it great when linemen score? I, I there were a couple it. plays this weekend where <laughs> offensive linemen scored yeah. uh, with, with tackle. Well, the Browns, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then you see that and – what it does for for the morale on the sideline, the celebrations, those big guys. Football talk, when you say that, sacks are great. But when you coach defensive line and you watch well-coached defensive linemen, there's several things that create big plays that have nothing to do with sacks. When you force a quarterback to get out off a launch point, uh, when you knock down balls, hands up, when you see teams do that, that is coached every single day. Those things create turnovers like you saw right mm-hmm. there. Third downs are not converted, but even though there's an open player, that stuff's a big deal. And I, I did have uh, more than one coach in the Big Ten tell me the same thing, that preparing for Ohio State and watching them on film, they were very impressed with the interior defensive line. And you talk about – Haskell Garrett, Tommy Togi, but, yeah. but uh, those guys have, have showed up for the Buckeyes this season. They they have him nominated Togi as Polynesian <laughs> Player of the Year. Did you see that? I didn't see it. I say he's probably got a good chance to win I think it. That came, I think that came out Monday morning that Tommy Togi is a finalist for Polynesian Player of the Year. I didn't know they had one, but by golly, he can do it. And I've always tell you, I love watching his dad because his dad gets so excited. Coach, really the only downfall. Um, I think in the game was way too many missed tackles in the football game. And not just for the Buckeyes, but Michigan State as well. And uh, you hate to see a game with a lot of missed tackles because that's missed opportunities for really good football. When you see missed tackles, it can be they're lesser athletes. Uh, Lesser athletes don't tackle well. But that's not the problem at Ohio State. And it, it has been, we've talked about it almost every single week compared to what we saw on the back end. We've talked about the players they've lost. Uh I think fundamentally – no, I don't think. You have seen fundamentals in football down this year. Tackling be a big one because of the loss of spring practice and the loss of practice time in the offseason, the loss of weight room time with the strength coach because all that stuff comes into play. Coach, how good is Drew Chrisman? I mean, obviously he got special teams player of the week, not just in the Big Ten, but nationally. Um, this guy was hitting punts. 50, 60 yards, and they were able to put Michigan State in the situation for Haskell Garrett to be able to get his big man touchdown. But inside the five-yard line, and I know when you're gauging punters, you're gauging punters with inside the 20, inside the 10, and inside the five. Is he one of the best in college football right now for inside the five? Now, he gets help. The guy's got to get on the football. But, man, he's putting the ball where it needs to be. Yeah, Ohio State should be good in special teams everywhere because there's so much depth with those skilled bodies and medium bodies. But let's talk about the punter. It's not an exaggeration. It, 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 non-football people or casual football fans hear this and say, what's he talking about? What are they talking about? I promise you, coaches will, will tell you. If you ask them, what's the most important play in football? Every coach, will. they better tell you it's the punt for a lot of reasons. What Drew Chrisman did in that game, and, he, and he's, 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 he's performed for Ohio State for many games. Three years, yeah. 53-and-a-half-yard average last week, a 74-yard long. The punts that we've seen in other games that have pinned teams inside uh, the, the 5, the 10, the 20. When you have a great punter, it is a huge relief for a head coach, offense coordinator, defense coordinator, because you're flipping the field. That's why it's such a huge play. 
And when you flip the field, so if, if I'm a defense coordinator, I know we got a great punter, the percentages of scoring from the 30 back to the, your own 25, your, it, I mean, it's dramatically less opportunity. We're talking, I think, inside the 20-yard line. Last time I studied this, the chances of you scoring a touchdown was like 15%, 12%. I mean, it's low. Mm -hmm. So the great weapon that you have in a punter, and Ohio State's got a good one. Ohio State had three scoring drives on Saturday. They started the drive on the other side of the 50. That is huge when it comes because those punts put them in that situation. The defense then holds them. We feel the ball at the 50, bring it back to the to the 44. Wow, first and 10 from the 44. You know, you got 44 yards to pay dirt. You're in good shape. Football's changed a lot, but you've brought up two things that have not changed. Fundamentals, tackling, blocking, and field position. It's still a uh, – there's coaches love the military – is the field position is so critical. And when you can flip the field and shorten the field for your offense, lengthen the field for your defense, that hidden yardage is is priceless. Yeah, Coach, I hate to switch from talking about good, solid, fun <clears throat> football and, and, and what we like to talk about, and that's how the Buckeyes win, how they put together their teams, to talking about the business of college football and really and truly how bad – the Big Ten. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Has handled this situation even when you go all the way back to August. And the original schedule that we had that would have given Ohio State an opportunity to play at least 10 games this season and probably make up a couple of games this season. But instead, they, they chose to, to go another route. And now we're sitting in a situation where Ohio State is in the college football playoff today. But a few things that are out of our control could take us out of the playoff. And it, it's, it's, it's upsetting tremendously as a Buckeye fan it's upsetting because when you're undefeated in the Big Ten you should be a shoe-in for the college football playoff and that's not necessarily true because the Big Ten has has made so many mistakes with this thing Paul I on the drive over here I was talking to myself not out loud when this came up in the show what how was I going to handle it and you know what I'm so angry for the players and the coaches in the Big Ten Buckle up because I'm going to let loose here for a couple minutes. This is week 15 in college football. Week 15. Before I was thinking about how am I going to handle this, I got a phone call just driving in, and uh, he's asking about what we're talking about right now. And I said, hey, man, there's teams that have played nine games, ten games. Some teams have played 11 games, and the Ohio State Buckeyes have played five football games. So let, let, let's just cut to the chase here. Hindsight's twenty twenty. This ain't hindsight because 
our listeners can go back and listen to the show before the season even started. And we were questioning, what is going on? I said it last week. I'm all for the wellness, the health and wellness of players and staff, coaches. I, I get that. But again, the players aren't getting sick. Mm-hmm. I, every time I hear these breakouts, yesterday I talked to three teams that aren't playing, their coaches, and they, they're not sick. They test positive. They may have minor symptoms. You're looking at the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, and they're playing all these games. And here are the Ohio State Buckeyes and other schools in the Big 10. But let's, we're focused right here on Ohio State. They're arguably one of the best four teams, if not better than the best four teams in, in football. Mm-hmm. Agreed? Agreed. And we've got ineptitude is why we're sitting where we're sitting. Couldn't make a decision. When there was pressure put on, they changed the decision. They waffled around. They didn't have a plan. The pl- there was no plan. The plan was, we're so worried about COVID, but we're going to play eight weeks and have no wiggle room for any makeup games like these other conferences have. Lack of leadership. Lack of brains, lack of balls. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to call it as I see it. Kevin Warren should be held accountable. What those coaches and players are going through in the Big Ten is a travesty. It is not right. Somebody needs to answer for it. The leadership of some of those presidents and athletic directors was ridiculous. But Kevin Warren gets paid the big bucks. He's got the title. There should be an answer. Coach, there is one player in major college football that that showed symptoms of the heart issue that they say put us in the situation that we're in now. One player in major college football. One. That is it. They missed it on that. Wherever it came from, whatever medical advice they got or whatever, they missed it. And I look at Miles Garrett as a prime example. I mean, he is one of the elite athletes in the world, right? I mean, I, I you, you don't get much better than Miles Garrett. He fought it. He said it was like breathing through a straw for three, four days. Couldn't taste a thing for a week, you know? He turned around last week, and you saw what he did in a in the uniform for the Browns. He was playing hardcore defensive end football in the last minute of that football game last Sunday. He worked his way through it because he's an elite athlete like all these guys are. I, just, I can't get over the fact that only one person has had the myocarditis issue. One. And this is the reason why we only have five games. At least that's what they say is the reason. Yeah, and it, it, it very possibly, and we can talk about it when we talk about the top teams, cost Ohio State its opportunity to play in the, in the college football playoff. Yeah. It, 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 that we're, that's what we're staring at. I mean, th- things go one or two ways with a couple of these teams. I actually think that's what's going to happen. But a, 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 as we leave this topic, and then, then you get the, this week, Different opinions of different places. And before I, I, I do forget, when I said health and wellness, still making the decision, what I said last week, what's best for the players? Right. What's best for the players? I get it. People are getting sick. But statistically, other things that are going on with health and wellness that have doubled, like suicide and heart attacks in a quarter last year after all this stuff started because of what we're doing, I mean, it, it's a terrible thing. I know people that are sick. I know people that have died of this, Paul. But – what, what, what the decisions they've made and what we're seeing across the landscape of college football is not good. But what I was going to say, I get these messages from different uh, regions of the country. And down there in the SEC, I've got it all year. Football means more here. Football means more here. Right. But I had a, a college football coach message me. Big Ten is going to issue and quote a my bad rule to help Ohio State. Of course, that's a regional opinion. Sure. But I am glad they revisited because 
if they would have done the right thing in the beginning, Ohio State would be playing almost no doubt about it in the, the Big Ten championship. But th- this thing, the way it was handled, is is, is un- unreal. I wish Ohio State was playing a football game on Saturday. Whether or not it was that team up north was one thing. I just wish they were playing. The good news is when we do play game six, when we do meet Northwestern next week, and God God hope everybody's healthy, safe, or whatever, we're going to have the entire football team back, and everybody's going to be ready to go. This week, we still would have been short a few players. We would have had to manage for that. We did fine with that last week. I just... I just look at it and think we should have done this differently. We could have done it differently. And, boy, I'll tell you, the Buckeyes have got to play great football next week. And we got to get help from Alabama and Notre Dame. I (laughs) I hate to be that guy who has to root for another team. We're undefeated, and we have to have help from Notre Dame and Alabama. That that shouldn't be the way it is, but that's the way it's going to be. Yeah, Buckeye fans have to say – they don't have to say it, but they they got to be hoping for the, the, the tide to roll. And, yes, uh, we'll get to it when we look at the top teams. A, a Notre Dame win, absolutely. Those two things help Ohio State immensely. Yeah. But um, I I, I want to move on. I, I'm positive, so I want to be positive. So we're going to talk about positive stuff. As I close out with what we just talked about, I'm positive about what I just said. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> Some good games last weekend. Indiana and Iowa State, you say, are the feel-good teams of 2020. Yeah, they are. Who is not a fan of Tom Allen right now? So I, I I've asked. And, you know, a lot of times coaches won't answer because they do the right thing, you know, tight lips. Right. So I've asked, as I've watched the season, is Tom Allen what you see? Is that legitimately Tom Allen of guys that have worked for him or work with him? And they say, absolutely, what you see is what you get. And then same thing with Matt Campbell at Iowa State. Iowa State. You see, the emotional bond between those coaches and those players – and what all 2020 has brought us, it is a feel-good story for what's happened at Indiana, and, and it's a feel-good story at Iowa State. And both, I'm told, are good people, so good for the good guys. Coach Jack Tuttle for Indiana has stepped in as quarterback. Everybody knew he was going to be a good quarterback. He played on the elite teams. He played with Chris Olave. He played with Justin Fields. These guys all know each other. But Jack Tuttle gets his chance on the field for Indiana after whatever happened a year ago in Utah, and he proved that he is the guy to to back up Michael Penix and maybe take that job eventually. We said this about Buckeyes, but there's an individual right there that stepped up for a team that's having th- such a season. Indiana gets to 6-1, and one, and Jack Tuttle steps up with the loss of their starter in Michael Penix. So great for him. IU defense held on. They were actually outgained by Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Indiana wins 14-6. They were outgained by Wisconsin actually by 125 yards. But Ben don't break. They hold him to six points. Uh, a turnover did make a difference. But my player of the game beyond Jack Tuttle showing up and stepping up as the backup to, to, to help them win that game. Micah McFadden with a huge game on defense. Nine tackles, two sacks, two tackles for losses. One of the better defensive performances we saw last week. Indiana looks like a really good football team. They passed the eye test. Jack Tuttle ran out on that football field. I looked over at my wife and I said, that kid right there looks like a big-time college football quarterback. And he proved it. That's a good football team. And, uh, and they beat a good football team. We know Wisconsin's good. They're having some issues right now, I think, probably a little bit with COVID and their health. And where they're at, but, uh, but man, Indiana is good. Iowa State and uh, WVU. Iowa State just blows out West Virginia. Iowa State is the real deal right now and as good as anybody in the country, I think, Coach. 
you know, in tough games and tight games in the um, in a season, the makeup of a season, culture shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, culture shows up for Ohio State and how they played at Michigan State. Culture shows up for Indiana and how their players play and find a way. And culture shows up. It reveals character. And that's why I put Iowa State as one of my feel-good stories. They win 42-6 to at West Virginia. Look, Brock Purdy can play. Mm-hmm. I've watched him all year. Another good game, 20 of 23, only three incompletions, three touchdowns, about 250 passing. Brees Hall is in, in, in and should be have an opportunity, at least being the talk for the Heisman. Mm-hmm. Another 153 total yards and rushing catch with two more touchdowns. And I love that group of tight ends. Uh, I coached a good group of tight ends before. And that Charlie Kohler, Chase Allen, Dylan Sainer, what a group. And football, when you have strength at that position, and ball skills, the matchups you get at the point for run game, the things that you can do with shifts and motions to help hurt recognition for the defense you're playing, and just the body size matchups that you get on linebackers and safeties, even corners when you're doing stuff with formations and shifts, motions, uh, th- that's tough to defend, and Iowa State does a great job using them. They're leading the Big 12. Um, uh, they are surging. Oklahoma is surging. The difference is Iowa State's <coughs> defense is legit, Coach. And talk about a good defense. How about Alabama? 55-17. Uh, they avenged whatever happened a year ago. <laughs> of course, LSU won the national championship. Is Mac Jones the leader for the Heisman right now, Coach? I don't know. Yeah, and I, and I'll tell you why because I think the best. If somebody said asked me right now and said who's the best player in college football player, it would be hard for me to bet against Devontae Smith. Yeah, you know, first of all, who would have guessed Alabama beats LSU fifty five seventeen? I mean, you may have thought it was going to be a blowout fifty five seventeen. Alabama is the greatest show on grass right now on offense mm-hmm. six hundred and fifty total yards, but here's the problem for Mac Jones. I think is what I just said about Devontae Jones, is Mac Jones has 385 yards, four touchdowns, but also in the Heisman chase is the running back, Najee Harris, who has 145 yards, three touchdowns. And then you look at what Devontae Jones does in that game, eight catches, 231 yards, yeah. three touchdowns. I think it's uh, there may be some s- split of vote that's going to affect any of those guys, especially Mac Jones. So that's why I think another guy we're going to talk about here in a second, uh, I believe, is probably the front runner. Well, I'm a huge fan of Kyle Trask. Florida beats Tennessee 31 to 19. Kyle Pitts is an outstanding. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Football player, when you put the two of them together and add a few more other receivers, Florida is as good as anybody in the country right now. Florida is going to have the chance to break some hearts in, in Buckeye country. Absolutely. In two weeks. Mm-hmm. And what you've got is actually, I think it's three. It's is it two or three weeks? Uh, it's well, it's at, it's the nineteenth. It's okay. after this Saturday. So, Florida wins thirty-one to nineteen at Tennessee. Trask numbers again: thirty-five for forty-nine, four hundred thirty-three yards, four touchdowns, no picks. He's got really strong arm. That group of of skill players he has are very good. 
But I'm going to tell you again, keep an eye on Kyle Pitts at the next level. What he does, uh, as I was talking about matchup problems for the tight ends of Iowa State, he's more of a hybrid type mm-hmm. that has more wide receiver-like skills, but he can still do things that a tight end needs to do at the point of attack. But the, the thing I do want to note before we move from this game quickly is the Tennessee Vols just had their sixth straight loss. Yeah. And uh, it, it, <laughs> that ain't good for Jeremy Pruitt in his third year at Tennessee. I know they have Vandy this week. They have to win that game to, to stop that streak because they still have Texas A&M as a makeup game for postponed games. Oh, wow. That's going to be a tough one. They beat Auburn 31-20. to Texas A&M, a lot of people think, are the number five team in the country. Um, I tend to think that it's Florida. But, uh, but hey, you got to be who you are. Texas A&M is a good football team. Their offense is rolling. Kellen Mond, we talk about him about every week. Uh, Texas A&M goes to Auburn, who has their backs up against the wall. Four losses now for Auburn. But uh, Jimbo Fisher has has started to turn Texas A&M to a player. But every good team we talk about, Paul, every good team we talk about, we say something about the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just how the game of football is. Absolutely. Notre Dame's got a good one, and so does Clemson. And both number two and number three had blowout victories last Saturday. Yeah, another good week quarterback for Notre Dame, a 45-21 victory against Syracuse. And then Clemson rolls at Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, 45-10. to Reason The note on that game is, again, because it's that time of year, we're already seeing changes. Got to be concerned for Justin Fuente as this they've had four straight losses and they're four and six in his third season. Coach Maybe North fourth, Car- actually. In his fourth, yeah. North Carolina is having a wonderful season. 23-13, to 13, they beat Georgia Tech. NC State's the real deal for a team that's up and coming. Yeah, I, I, I'll just say this. That, that's, that's a big deal because going into this year for Dave Dorn, uh, there were expectations or else, mm-hmm. and they had a couple early losses. Now they're standing at 8-3. and three. They've played 11 games, Paul. I'm going to mm-hmm. beat that dead horse. But uh, congrats to Coach Dorn and his staff to find a way to get eight wins here in this season. Talk about a team who hasn't gotten a lot of games in this season. Rice, they came in, to what, 2-2. Two and two. Marshall was 7-0, and oh, and they not only beat them, they shut them out 20 to nothing. Five interceptions in the football game for the Herd. I try to watch as many games live as I can, but I record a lot of games and I go back. And I'm watching games and I'm looking at the ticker because I know how good Marshall was on defense. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is going on here? Hey, give credit to Rice. They they, they find a way to win that football game. But I, something wasn't adding up. F- fuzzy math. Marshall's getting shut out. They, they still have not given up more than 20 points, which I talked about earlier this year. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason Marshall's not, now 7-1 and one and still not undefeated. Grant Wells throws five picks. When I went to watch that game, I found out why it didn't add up. You can't throw five picks against anybody and have a chance. Absolutely. Coastal Carolina proved that uh, they are a legitimate 10-0 football team and deserve to be in a conversation. They beat BYU 22-17. to Coach, what happened in that game? Wow, what a game. It was a good one, wasn't it? It was a game. You know, when you have a game that comes down to the last play, the last second, the last play, the last yard – and credit college football, give credit to ESPN, give credit to BYU and Coastal Carolina staff's administration. They gave all of college football a gift last week. Mm-hmm. We saw two teams with so much heart battle. It was like a Rocky Balboa fight. I mean, it was body shot after body shot, and guys were stepping up and making plays on both sides. The difference, literally, a five-point loss, one yard with no time left, 
is you've got two turnovers for BYU, and I want to give credit to Coastal Carolina. They're 10-0. Could you imagine if it wasn't 2020 and that stadium, what you watched, would have been jam-packed oh, yeah. for the season of their history mm-hmm. in football? and Because it was rocking with a few people they had in there. Yeah. And, and and how but 281 yards rushing for Coastal Carolina that's a huge day between Grayson McCall and CJ Marable the running back and quarterback combination with 281 yards rushing it's hard to beat teams when they rush for that many yards and it was just enough for, for Coastal Carolina one of the things that impressed me about Coastal Carolina coach the, one of the most physical teams I've seen play football this year they were fun to watch because they just they like to knock it around and I, I like that kind of football I I I will watch them in their bowl game. There's no question. I don't care who they get. I will watch them. I like them. The, so who came up with the Mormons versus the mullets? I, I know, mean, that's, right? That's, yeah. that's golden, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, uh, are we allowed to say that? They said that, so I'll say they that. They said it. Yeah, we'll it was that. all over ESPN on uh, on Saturday. And uh, I, I love them. They're physical. They're fun to watch. It and, had to uh, be somebody from the South that came up with Mormons It had to be the somebody that's from right. the South. I get it. Top teams in the country, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. They stay there. You put an asterisk. Next to the five and zero Buckeyes, I told you I'm going to beat that drum to death today. So we got Alabama. I don't think many's going to argue that as we watch every week, it looks like Alabama is the best, most complete football team. Especially they've improved on defense. Notre Dame has proven they've won every game on their schedule. They beat the then number one Clemson team. They're ten and zero. Clemson's got one loss, a double overtime loss to the number two team Notre Dame. We'll get to see that rematch in 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 about ten days. Nineteenth. And then you look at the fourth team. Well, let me let me do this. The third-ranked team, Clemson, nine and one. The fifth-ranked Texas A&M Aggies, seven and one. Florida, eight and one. Iowa State, eight and two. UC, eight and zero. Oh. Georgia, six and two. Miami, eight and one. Let me go back to the fourth-ranked team in the college football playoff with a big star next to it. The five and zero oh Ohio State Buckeyes. Let's go to the next point here, Paul. <laughs> no, it's not. It is. It's a complete disservice. I, but it comes down to this: Ohio State has to root for Alabama to beat Florida, and we need Notre Dame to beat Clemson. Although I think no matter what happens with Notre Dame and Clemson, both those teams are in. Now, if Notre Dame wins, Clemson goes with two losses. Maybe they leave them out. I don't know. But if Alabama loses to Florida, I think Ohio State has a good chance of not being in. I do, too. I do, too. Because unless you have what happens, yes, Notre Dame beats Clemson, Ohio State's in. Mm -hmm. If Clemson beats the the breaks off of of Notre Dame, then you got to say, okay, did did they find a way to look good, and are they really that talented? Because we still question some of the firepower offensively. Right. Uh, But they can run the ball. Ian Books, mobile. I mean, Florida beats Alabama – Ohio State's got a problem. Absolutely. A, a big problem. And and then you look at some other things in there as well. Iowa State on a streak playing great football. Cincinnati undefeated at 8-0. I mean, Texas A&M is as good as anybody in the country. I mean, if they're taking the best four teams in football and they've only seen the Buckeyes play six games and only one of those games happens to be – a a legitimate team in Indiana, and at this point, they're not getting any respect. They're still at number 12. They got to look seriously at saying, you know, somebody else is going to be in there. And it's not right, but it is what it is. It is what it is, and we've heard no matter what, everything's going to go upon the eye test this week. But you look at Ohio State's schedule, 
the Big Ten picked the wrong year for Ohio State to be as bad as they are with their records. Right. What's happened with Michigan and Penn State and those records have definitely affected Ohio State because their strength schedule, I think the last I looked, was 77. 77. 77 strength of schedule. Yeah. That's abs- that's going to be part of the conversation in that room with the people that make a decision. Yeah. Now, everything I've, I've said we wasn't hindsight. This is hindsight. We've heard about an 18 playoff. And I've always liked the thought of the five conference champions, not who you think's best, the five conference champions in the Power Five, right. and then whoever they decide is the next best three teams. This would have been the perfect year to find a way to have eight teams in because we wouldn't be having this conversation. There were unknowns, but when I say hindsight, this was the year you weren't looking to add games. Right. So when, when you start to have that plan, you're saying, well, how can we justify it? Which you probably, you could, at the beginning, you couldn't have. Yeah. We're going to pick eight this year, even though we got a concern about health and wellness. So I understand, but if you could revisit anything and you could say, let's change this right now, you'd say, let's have eight teams and the Buckeyes don't have a thing to worry about. Yeah. And absolutely. UC gets a shot. And UC gets a shot. And maybe Coastal Carolina gets a shot. I mean, you don't know. I mean, it's just it just depends on what they look at. If the way Coastal Carolina beats BYU, wow. I mean, it puts them in a good position. So we'll see. Quick, quick question, yes. Paul. Quick question, and we I know we need to move along, but quick question. I was thinking about this. We just talked about the game, the gift we were given last week, right? Why was there not an opportunity for it to be the I seventy one championship between the Bearcats and the Buckeyes this week? Well, they say that COVID is at Cincinnati. I would have been okay with Ohio State playing Texas A&M. Well, I that, really would have, Coach. And I, I, I say, okay, you're in state, you're down the road. Okay, if, if UC's got a COVID issue, uh, but they made BYU Coastal Carolina on opposite ends of the map work. Yeah. Why could Ohio State and Texas A&M with their budgets yeah. not find? I'm not, and I'm not blaming Ohio State or Texas A&M because I'm sure that's not where the issue came from. Absolutely. But uh, that would have been something that. You want to fix the the question of who the best four the teams are? Strength of schedule, absolutely. Ohio State beats the fifth ranked team, or the fifth ranked team beats the fourth ranked team. Now we got a problem if Florida goes and beats Alabama, yeah. but that would have solved a major issue for the CFP. Absolutely, and I think Buckeye fans would have went, "Well, we had our opportunity, and we didn't get it done." Or they would have said, "Hey, we need to be there. Texas A and M's as good as anybody in the country." I think that therein lies your eight teams in the playoff. Have Ohio State play Texas A&M this week, but it's not going to happen. I would have enjoyed that. Uh, win, lose, or draw, I would have enjoyed that game. Instead, we get Alabama <laughs> and Arkansas <laughs> because well, all the other games got canceled. I, I do want to look at the games. We'll start at the top. Alabama, 32-point favorites at Arkansas. Ar- Arkansas's had a couple tough losses, and they found a way to win three games. But I think it's important this week, as it is that the games we're about to talk about, is Look at the cancels. As of right yeah. now, there's nine. I expect a couple more. Right. The first time since 1917, the game's not being played. Yep. So the team up north doesn't get to play Ohio State in Ohio Stadium. You know how many people I saw this week that when that news came out Tuesday, I'm talking about their facial expression. They are crushed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They crushed. I hate that for the fan bases. Yeah. Ole Miss at Texas A&M, you got the fifth tank team not playing this week. You've got UC and Tulsa. Remember now, Tulsa only has one loss. They're 24th ranked, and their loss was not in their conference. It was to Oklahoma State first game of the year, 16-7. to That was the one hurdle left for the Bearcats, but they don't get to play them this week. Yeah. Oklahoma at WVU was just canceled, and then we got the news yesterday, and we had heard that Purdue and Indiana may not happen. An in-state rival 
with a lot of stuff going on Purdue with some tough losses in the dream season of Indiana. We don't get to see that this week because of a couple reasons. So <laughs> we, we, we get games this week, albeit there's really only one game that I think really, really matters. Uh, Illinois, Northwestern, some people think matters. I don't think it matters. North Carolina and Miami, Coach, that game matters. 7-3 and three UNC against 8-1 and one Miami. Miami finds a way to beat UNC. They put themselves in the conversation. They do, but they're out of the conversation because of how they lost to Clemson. Right. I mean, it was 42-17. Miami's 8-1. and one. I'm still not totally bought in that Miami is a top-10 team, but I, I, you can see the work that Manny Diaz has put in there in the first two years. There's been an impressive jump. We've talked about their quarterback play has given them a shot with the Eric King. And I, I, you're starting to see maybe a culture change at Miami. But, look, you don't want to play North Carolina. We, we, we talked about this last week because of how Notre Dame played so well in the second half and shut them out. Yeah. UNC has a great offense, and uh, they have a chance to put up points. So that's, that's a game we, we look forward to. And we don't have to go back and revisit this. Just number nine, Georgia at Missouri. I do want to give a shout-out to Eli Drinkwitz because – in in a year there was low expectations. They've already found a way to win five games. Georgia's only 13-point favorite at Mizzou. And then Illinois at Northwestern. Northwestern is a 14-point favorite. But Illinois has found a couple games where they show up and compete, and we know Northwestern struggles on offense. So that game could be close or – It's a rivalry game, it, too. It's a rivalry game, so yeah. that, that's that's true. Well, Mizzou's the 25th team in the country. They're playing pretty good football right now. They could give Georgia a run for their money, which could change some games on New Year's Day. LSU and Florida coach. Florida should probably blow them away, but you never know because they don't like each other. They don't like each other. But uh, things aren't good at LSU. Obviously, the outcome. They last get Mister Ohio, Mister Ohio football announced today from uh, from down in Cincinnati, Purcell Marion. He's going to Louisiana State to be their next star running back. We'll see how that is. Works that out. right? Yeah. So they're doing a little bit of recruiting well, Coach, in Ohio. <laughs> it's it, they're still L- LSU. Coach Orgeron has always been known as a good recruiter. He's even as a position coach before he was a head coach. It is LSU. They can recruit. That's a little bit of a surprise, though. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. But uh, Florida, 23-point favorites. If, if things continue, I think they win, they, they win by 23. Coach, USC and UCLA is an intriguing matchup because USC is about the only team out on the West Coast now that's playing pretty good football. They're only a two-and-a-half-point favorite against their rival UCLA. We know they're a better team, but you've got two interesting coaches in Clay Helton and Chip Kelly going at it. You do, and, and, and the reason I, I, I noted this game, USC is only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. It is a rivalry. Uh, it, great tradition in this game. But when you get to this time of year, I've been on the other side. It ain't fun, but it, it, it is what it is, is the expectation for Coach Helton and Coach Kelly to get things going right in the right direction or – possibly changes be made this is a huge game for both of those guys because of where they're at with the program unfortunately coach i will not be watching this game because i'm going to watch the columbus crew win the cup not only did they save the crew in columbus now they're sitting on the threshold of winning the mls cup and a guy from a little known school called saint francis de sales put that team together tim bezbachenko he came from toronto he won a cup at toronto uh, when they put everything together, they said, we want to bring this Columbus kid back and we want to let him put together a team. He's done it in a year. 
and the crew is ready to win the MLS Cup. Whether you're a soccer fan or not, get your uh, get your Columbus Crew scarf on and and root for the crew Saturday night. It could be uh, it could be fun because they're they're favored to win the cup. I love it. That's that's a great story. Unless our daughter is playing soccer, I don't watch soccer. I, I re- get it. Uh, World Cup. Yeah. Olympics. Uh, is that right? We yeah. Do it. Yeah. So Team USA. Mm-hmm. Sure. That. Soccer players, unbelievable. Their endurance and, and, and the things they do athletically. I know those guys are elite athletes. I did not know that story. So good luck to the Columbus crew on Saturday. Hopefully I'm at a high school basketball game. I get it. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be at one myself. So I, I will be catching it. Uh, I will be catching it an hour after it gets started, maybe an hour and a half, depending on how that goes as I'm doing three games this weekend. Coach, you mentioned, you mentioned my boys and I, I – Nine and three, Cleveland Browns. In 1994, I I didn't have children yet. Bill Belichick was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, and they were getting ready to cut bait and leave town. And I I could go on and on uh, about the fact that the Browns are nine and three. But the one thing I'm going to say, and I stressed this to you last week, and I watched it again this week, they know how to manage football games with the players that they have. And as decimated as their defense has been the last two weeks and the way Miles Garrett played football and the people that stepped up for this team, I'd say whatever you want to say about Sendeo, I, I get it. But the Browns are finding ways to win games where two or three years ago they'd have lost those games. And not only would they have lost, they probably would have lost going away. Kevin Stefanski has put together a program in Cleveland, and it's fun to be part of. Well, they've got good personnel, and, and those two backs – to watch them run and how violent and physical Hunt runs the, the, the cream Hunt runs the football and then Nick Chubb and, and the stories about how hard of a worker he is and the the way he runs the football how they're playing up front with their offensive line. Let's be fair, best half of football probably Baker Mayfield's played as a Brown that Absolutely. first half. Absolutely. And uh, know some guys that are involved in that game. I could tell Coach Rabel was more than a little bit hot the yeah. first half. Yeah. Uh, there was obviously a change in attitude and focus coming out the second half. In fact, got a little bit too close. But the Cleveland Browns are 9-3. and three. I, I root for guys. I don't root for teams. I do root for the Browns because of folks like you. But our son loves the Browns, and he, get, he gets upset when they don't play well. But I, I want to end the show it, it, 26 years since they've been 9-3 and three and a lot of misery for Browns fans. But I, I wanted to know something about Kevin Stefanski because – uh, in, in my opinion, he's in the lead for coach of the year in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's got – absolutely has a shot. So I called a friend of mine that coached with him for years uh, this week. I said, I want to ask you a question. I watched Kevin Stefanski on the sideline. He's a good play caller. They're doing the right things with the personnel they have to, to be successful offensively. And I said, he seems to stay very even-keeled, very calm, much different than what you've seen on the sideline the previous years with the Browns. Right. But I said – tell me about this guy and without hesitation said AJ he is the he, he goes first of all he's extremely intelligent he says he's one of the smartest people you'll know and he is a professional and he is very even keeled what you see on the sideline is really how he is but he to hear this about a coach that he's about as genuine a human being as my friend had ever coached with can't give a guy a bigger compliment so I even will start rooting for the Browns for for that reason. It's it's good to see what he's done there with the Browns. He's built the chemistry. I I believe winning programs 
our chemistry, and he's put it together. That team likes to play with each other. They like to play together. They like to, you know, to help each other. So many times in the NFL, Coach, you see players that are just about themselves. And it's nice to see that the Browns are playing as a team unit to win a team football game every single week. And I feel in the fourth quarter, even when the Titans are coming back and they're putting what they're, I just, I never lost, I never felt like the Browns lost control of that football game. And they could have, but they never did. And I think it's because he's got chemistry with that football team. Well, to, to close out the show, you say that. I, I saw the same thing. I think it's, it's, it's very keen, Paul, is as, as a football fan or a fan of a team, watch to see if it looks like the guys are having fun playing the game. Now, it's fun to win. So the more you win, the more fun it looks like they're having. Yeah. And it's, it ain't fun to lose. But when you watch guys celebrate with each other as, as a team, as a unit, and I don't like to speculate, but in, in, in it's maybe coincidence, maybe it's not. When Odell Beckham was lost, you have to wonder if there's a pressure off of a coach and a quarterback because of the personality. I mean, OBJ, his talent is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you, you take him. But you also know those guys, especially at that position, with as talented as he is, he wants to get his touches. And are you forcing touches to keep happiness and things good in the locker room and on the offense? And now all of a sudden, if you don't have that pressure and you're just calling ball plays and getting the ball to people's hands other than one guy, I don't know if that's the case. I, I, I don't like to speculate. But something seems like it's changed with that offense in the last few weeks. So uh, – I hope they get to ten and three this week. I I would love to see that happen Monday night. I really would. Um, I know that uh, that Baltimore is always a tough game for the Browns. Baltimore is battling uh, COVID and they're coming back out of it. And their quarterback is so much fun to watch. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I love Lamar Jackson. I love his success. Uh, but that's just a good football team. The Ravens are good, and I feel bad for them being having the record that they have because I think they're a much better football team than their record, but I think I think the pandemic hurt them, and that's it what did. cost them some football games. Hate to be that guy. My wife always says the only two teams that she roots against are the Steelers and the Ravens <laughs> in the NFL, but you also have to give respect to the Steelers and Ravens. They've put together quite a program. Uh, Ozzie Newsom's done a great job uh, with what he's done at, at, at Baltimore. You, you can't deny that. Um, but you got to feel a little bit for him in that, you know, this pandemic has, has created the record the way it is. It's worked for the Browns. We're in the playoffs at this point. <laughs> and I, I don't know man for man if we're better than Baltimore, but we're going to find out Monday night. You had to close out, Paul, in week 15. Yeah. Um, j- just a, just an off uh, the subject point watch the Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. um, really really respect Andy Reid have for a long time as good a coach especially an offensive coach uh, that, that the NFL's had probably the last 15 20 years and uh, if you want to watch the West Coast offense ran they got good players yeah. but uh, they're a joy to watch if you're a coach to see what they the Andy Reid does with his offenses. And they have good chemistry, too. There's a reason they won the Super Bowl last year. Coach, one more time, tell everybody how they can reach out and see you at Nathan Heinzman State Farm to win and save some money on don't, their insurance. Don't even have to make an appointment. Walk on in at my office. If I'm not with somebody, I'm not on the phone. Say, I'd like to see A.J. Pratt. I'd like to see Nathan Heinzman. I'd like to visit their team. 
And the reason why is because I want to win and save money. And uh, I look forward to visiting or call us at 740-914-8182. This is The O Show on iHeartRadio. Once again, recorded in the Marion Public Library community podcast studio. Make sure you hit follow. Tell your friends about it. Go Bucks. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.